Attention. The views, information, and opinions expressed in this podcast series are solely those of the host and participants, and do not reflect the official policy, position, view, opinion, or represent any endorsement by the Christian Academy of Knoxville, its board of trustees, administration, faculty, or employees. Please, enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Penny University Podcast. I'm Eli Oaks. And I'm Case Farr. And this week we brought on Cole McDaniel and Caroline Myers, two students at CAK, um, to talk a little bit about their opinions on politics. Yeah, uh, we're just going to talk about voting and how we choose who we vote for and how we think about voting from like a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, just a, a quick reminder that uh, here at CAK, a Christian Academy of Knoxville, most of their students are going to be coming from a Christian perspective, looking at these different issues. Um, and uh, as you listen to the conversation, you might notice um, Caroline and Cole end up coming from two very different perspectives, um, but sort of uh, merge to um, this uh, interesting common ground towards the end, um, w- which I personally really appreciated that. I, uh, I love how two people can start on different pages um, and then slowly work their way towards each other and, and find so much that they end up believing in, even though it seems that they're opposites at the outset. Yeah, I think that's kind of the point of our podcast. So without further ado, here we go. All right, we're here with Cole McDaniel and Caroline Myers. Cole, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit. Hi, I'm Cole. I'm a senior leader and founder of the Bowling Club. Hi, I'm Caroline. I'm a sophomore, and I play volleyball and basketball. All right, and... um, we uh, brought you guys together here to talk about um, your responses to the idea that people should uh, vote for a bad politician to stop a worse politician from coming into power. Um, so, Caroline, if you want to share a little bit of, of your views on that and a little bit of um, why you hold those views. During the voting period, some people vote for a candidate they don't want to win because the other person running is even worse. Maybe they liked a third-party candidate, but they thought they had no chance of winning, otherwise known as voting for the lesser of two evils. Why would anyone want to vote for someone they don't want representing your country? Yeah. Um, so how did you come to that conclusion? Um, well, I just think even if maybe the third-party candidate isn't, if that's who you're voting for, if you didn't vote for the lesser of two evils, if they would represent your country, I think you should use your vote wisely to um put someone in power over our country that you would like and more agree with than somebody you don't agree with as much. And Cole, you did not agree with that um, that standpoint. So if you want to share about a little of where you're coming from. I believe that one should vote for the lesser of two evils just to um, make sure that the country um, keeps on going in a positive way and to avoid the negative way that might occur if the greater of two evils gets elected. And um, I think Caroline said that it was the smartest thing to do with your vote was to vote for a third party candidate. And I think morally that might be correct, but in the two party <clears throat> in the two party system of the United States, I think it's like it's not very practical <clears throat> to vote for a third party candidate. Well Cole, you brought up um, how we have kind of a two-party system um, here in the United States. Um, Does that affect 
like the way you guys vote. Like if somebody's running a candidate from a party and you don't agree with the candidate, if you're partial to that party, do you still vote that way? I would say um, usually when a candidate is in a party, most of their views align with that party. So I would choose the candidate that most aligns with my views. And I'd say like 99% of the time that would fall within the same party um, that I stand under. I guess. Yeah, I agree with that. that like which party they're in is a big factor in voting for me. Even though I don't vote yet, it will, will be when I do. Do you think there are any major problems with the party system? I do. I think it can, first off, it can divide America, especially only having two political parties, or two major ones. The country is almost divided in half. And also, um, having party systems, one can simply vote for the person of the party that they think they agree with without taking the time to um, really learn about the candidates and learn what they actually believe and learn about their personality and, and just learn about them because I think it's very important to get to know the candidate before you vote for them to lead the United States for four years. I think there are problems with the like two-party system, but I also think it is the better, like a good way to make voting easier for some people. Um, yeah, it does kind of divide people in a way, but I think it does make voting easier for some people because they just like, I'm this party, so I'll vote for this person without like having to, like really dig deep in like research to figure out who they are because they will more than likely align with what party they represent or are in. So when it comes to um, identifying with a certain party, how do you think the average person in America comes to that conclusion? How do they know what party they identify with? Um, I know mine is mainly because, I mean, that's what my family has always done. And I think that maybe when I get older and a little bit more independent, I would like really look into it, but like because it's been in my, like, my parents are like that, I think, and then, like, them talking about it, it's, like, strongly impacted my vision and view on that, so I think I'll always stay with that party that my parents have said. I would agree with that. I believe that politi political parties are much like religion and the fact that people are, like, sort of indoctrinated into it and, and that they can, usually for the first, or, like, the first few voting cycles, people will just vote for the political party that they're indoctrinated in, but then perhaps they'll um, reevaluate their views and, and make their political party their own, much like people do with religion. Do you think that that's a healthy like, practice that we have of like, kind of indoctrinating our youth into like, kind of what we believe about the political system? I think it'd be really hard not to, because like, if it's something that my parents believe they're going to talk about it, especially when the election comes around. You hear a lot about it with like family gatherings and like their opinions. So I think it's really hard to like not indoctrinate. It might not be the best way, but I think it's very hard to keep from happening. And I mean, people when they get older can still pick what they believe when they get older. But like in the younger stages, I think the parents thing is almost inevitable. Yeah, I would say that. Um 
Yeah, it, it isn't healthy for a parent to almost force or continue to continue to talk about it as to as to make sure to to keep the opinion of the child the same as your own. But I think that most of the children are similar to their parents in that they will hold the same beliefs as their parents. Yeah, so um, I completely agree with you guys in the sense that we do get a lot of our political views, especially early on, just straight from our parents, um, kind of following their lead. Uh, but there's also a lot of other areas that we kind of get that same influence from if you think about like our peer groups or maybe um, our, our school or different uh, institutions where we have people to look up to. Um, and one of those institutions um, could very well be our church. Um, I think in a lot of cases people are kind of deriving their political views from um, their church, whether that be explicitly stated from the pulpit or if it's just kind of um, the majority of the church believes one thing, so you kind of feel like you need to go along with that. Uh, do you think that the church should um, take an explicit stance politically? Mm. I know my church, like, from what I can tell, like, that topic isn't really brought up that much because they don't want to either offend or, like, pick one side. So, like, it's hardly ever mentioned, and if they do, they're, like, they say both of them just to like keep people. I don't, I would say no, that the church should not like pick something and like just always stand by that and like be one party or the other. I think they should just like, like the church has what they believe and I think they should, if they're going to pick a candidate that they the church supports, I think that they should see which one aligns with their views and if that's one party or the other, then pick that one. I would agree with that. I think the church is there to um, help your relationship with Christ and should stay out of political views. Yeah, so um, yeah, you both said that the church maybe shouldn't tell you who to vote for directly. Um, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not saying that Christians shouldn't vote, of course. Um, so how do we as Christians, if it's not from our church, how do we find um, the candidate that we want to support? Um, what are the, like, the values that we should look for? Um, is it standpoints? Is it morality, personality? Um, how do we as Christians sort of uh, uh, find that person to, to place our support behind? All right. I'd say the, the biggest thing is to, to look in the Bible and, and see like, what it commands and and try to find the political, uh, well, the politician and the political party that best aligns with that. Like on stances such as like abortion or um, okay, abortion, uh, when, <laughs> like when, the Bible doesn't explicitly say anything about abortion, I don't believe, but it can, it can be almost inferred by what it says, like the stance that the Bible holds on that, and the same is true with other uh, hotly debated topics in politics, I believe. So I think it's, it's the best thing to do is to look, look at the Bible and look, look at politics through like Bible-shaded lenses and, and see like, what you feel you've been led to, to vote. Yeah, I think that's true. I liked what he said about looking through 
or looking at politics through like a lens of the Bible. Um, I think that's kind of hard though sometimes because I feel like there's not a lot of um, Christianity sometimes seen in the politics. I don't like they they might say it, but sometimes their actions don't always reflect exactly like what they say. So I think sometimes that's really hard to judge um, from like a voter standpoint. But I think you should just like know what you believe. Like what the Bible says is true. Like know what you believe, know what you stand. And then again, just find the person that mostly aligns with that thought. So you're kind of both saying, um, or at least I know Cole kind of, he definitely said that um, kind of choosing a candidate based off of their stance on the issues and whether that aligns with kind of the biblical stance and what you believe. And I think, Caroline, that's kind of what you're trying to say. Um, but do you think that other factors like um, weigh in more than that? Or do you think that that's kind of the weighs in the most on like w how you decide? I think it should weigh in the most on how we decide, but I don't think it always does. I think people um, judge some other like, um, what do you call them? ideas of what the person has that they're voting for. I think they look at those and not always from a biblical standpoint, but like just like what they believe in, like how the person acts too. I think people judge that quite a lot. So I don't think it's as big as a role as it should be. Yeah, I actually have um, pulled up a poll on the 2016 uh, presidential election, what, what people looked for in their candidate. and. Um, sharing my values is only uh, put for 15% of the population. That's what. That's only 15% of the population looked for that in their candidate, which I think should be a lot more, as Caroline was saying, as um, is not a typical politician was higher than that at 16%. So I think people in this past election were looking more towards like radicality instead of like practicality and like morality. Yeah, um, yeah, that's really interesting. I think we did see a lot of that um, in this past election. Um, Carolyn, what you said about how sometimes people end up judging the actions of a person over their standpoints, um, do you think, and this is for you too, Cole, uh, do you think that judging a politician based on their actions, not just their standpoints, is a valid way to evaluate um, politicians? I do think it is something that should, like people should look at because they can always say stuff, but like their actions will show truly what they believe and not just actions about like what they believe, but like how they treat other people, um, how they talk, like just like how they speak. I think that's important to see like what their character is and like their response to people like arguing with them, like what their response is with them and how they deal with that, I think is important to find the character of the politician just so you can see how they will act in office and important things like that. Yeah, it's a stereotype for politicians to not um, completely go on what they say. So I think it's important to try to, I'm not saying that that is correct, but I think it is definitely important to look at their actions because actions do speak louder than words. So would you say that's more important than the values that they espouse? I believe that 
a candidate's action definitely does speak louder than his, his words, but I believe that it's it's hard to see it's hard to see defining actions in a candidate uh, because they are so sheltered and uh, fr like the media trust they try to portray themselves positively in the media. So although actions can speak louder than words, I believe values are are mostly what we should look at. I think actions are really important because like they can say they have certain values but maybe they don't always act like that or show them but I think the values are really important but like their actions from their values like how they use that is important too. So kind of you guys to rephrase you're kind of saying like their values mix with their actions show their integrity on those values and so um, kind of while the values are really important um, when like the action shows something different it uh, kind of changes your view on that because they might not actually hold those values they might just be saying them um, is that kind of what you guys are getting at a little bit mm -hmm. Okay, um, this is kind of going back a little bit to what we were talking about before, Cole, you hit on this, but do you think that there are like a set list um, or number, and if so, like name a few of them, but a set number of things that Christians should hold as valuable in their politicians, um, issues-wise? Like, Cole, you mentioned abortion before. You think that's an important issue that Christians should hold. Um, and that's one of the things they should base their voting off of. Do you think there's anything else, you know, outside of that? Maybe not even, like, issues specifically, but just, like, values. Like, I think that a politician should be, like, super moral or something like that. I would say Christians definitely need to hold at the paramount uh, sacredness of life, be it at the beginning of life or all throughout the stages of life. Um, be it respecting respecting immigrants or uh, respecting the unborn, um, so mostly just a respect for all. I think those um, points are important too. But on the not as political side, I think to look in a candidate they should look for. Um, I said this earlier, but like how they treat other people, and sometimes it's really hard to judge on like what we see of the politics from the t from like TV and media and stuff. But um, how they treat other people and like their ideas on uh, like foreign countries and like how to handle them and stuff like that. I think that's important too. Okay, so I just want to hit on one last idea, um, and this goes back to sort of where we started. Uh, voting for a bad politician to stop a worse politician. Um, some people would say to that that um, it's understandable in the short term if you want to stop a bad politician from getting into office by voting for someone that you think is just barely morally acceptable um, or acceptable to like just holds the minimum number of issues in common with you. Um, but in doing so in the long term that kind of lowers the bar and says okay, we find this person, even though they're like 
below the average of before, we find this person fit for office just to stop this other person. And over time, it slowly ends up lowering the bar for politicians and we get um, you know, really corrupt or morally reprehensible politicians. Or like in our last election, um, most people didn't like either of the options. Um, so do you think that that is something that is um, observable? Like is it something that actually happens? Um, do you think it's present right now in our country or locally? Um, and do you think if so, if it is present, is there a way to reverse that process? I think more people should stand up and like vote for what they really believe. Because I think if more people like were like, these two candidates are not the best, like neither of them I completely agree with, maybe there's some third party person, like maybe not in that election that that person would win, but like if more people started doing that, I think it could change things. And like that more people, like you, like how you said lower the bar, I think that would raise the bar and help people um, be able to pick somebody that they really believe has more of what aligns with what they want in a politician that's like representing our country and I think that could help a lot. But I don't know, it's really hard to tell how that would go, like voting for third parties and stuff. I would say the current situation we were in or the situation we were in in our last election was definitely not desirable um, because you never want to have two quote-unquote evils uh, running for president. And hope, I, I hope that this trend does not continue. Um, no one can say if it will, and I can see where you're coming from that it could definitely lower the bar. So, but I guess we'll, we'll only have to wait and see who the candidates are next election. I would, to Caroline's point about third candidates, third-party candidates, I would definitely be in favor of third-party candidates if enough people started trending that way. But as of now, um, I, it's almost as if you're throwing away your vote. All right. Um, thank you guys so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you so much for having us.